Okay, I need your help with this. This is not copypasta. This is a long read, but I feel like my safety or well-being could very well depend on this. This is video game related, specifically Majora's Mask, and this is the creepiest shit that has ever happened to me in my entire life. Having said that, I recently moved into my dorm room, starting as a sophomore in college, and a friend of mine gave me his old Nintendo 64 to play. I was stoked, to say the least. I could finally play all those old games of my youth that I hadn't touched in at least a decade. His Nintendo 64 came with one yellow controller and a rather shoddy copy of Super Smash Bros. And while beggars can't be choosers, needless to say, it didn't take long until I became bored of beating up level 9 CPUs. That weekend, I decided to drive around a few neighborhoods around about 20 minutes or so off campus, hitting up the local garage sales, hoping to score on some good deals from ignorant parents. I ended up picking up a copy of Pokemon Stadium, GoldenEye, fuck yeah, F-Zero, and two other controllers for, for $2. Satisfied, I began to drive out of the neighborhood when one last house caught my attention. I still have no idea why it did. There were no cars there, and only one table was set up with random junk on it. But something sort of drew me there. I usually trust my gut on these things, so I got out of the car and I was greeted by an old man. His outward appearance was, for lack of a better word, displeasing. It was odd. If you asked me to tell you why, I thought he was displeasing. I couldn't really pinpoint anything. There was just something about him that put me on edge. I can't explain it. All I can tell you is that if it wasn't in the middle of the afternoon, and there were other people within shouting distance, I would not have even thought of approaching this man. He flashed a crooked smile at me and asked what I was looking for. And immediately I noticed that he must be blind in one of his eyes. His right eye had that glazed over look about it. I forced myself to look at his left eye instead, trying not to offend, and asked him if he had any old video games. I was already wondering how I could politely excuse myself from the situation when he would tell me he had no idea what a video game was. But to my surprise, he said he had a few ones in an old box. He assured me he'd be back in a jiffy, and turned to head back into the garage. As I watched him hobble away, I couldn't help but notice that he was sell- what he was selling on his table. Littered across his table were rather peculiar paintings, various artworks that looked like ink blots that a psychiatrist might show you. Curious, I looked through them. It was obvious why no one was visiting this guy's garage sale. They weren't exactly aesthetically pleasing. As I came to the last one, for some reason, it looked almost like Majora's Mask, the same heart-shaped body with little spikes protruding outward. Initially, I just thought that since I was secretly hoping to find that game at these garage sales, some Freudian bullshit was, proje- was projecting itself into the ink blots. But given the events that happened afterward, I'm not so sure now. I should have asked the man about it. I wish I would have asked the man about it. After staring at the Majora-shaped blot, I looked up and the old man was suddenly there again, arms length in front of me, smiling at me. I'll admit I jumped out of reflex and I laughed nervously as he handed me a Nintendo 64 cartridge. It was a standard gray color, except that someone had written Majora on it in black permanent marker. I got butterflies in my stomach as I realized what a coincidence this was and asked him how much he wanted for it. The old man smiled at me and told me that I could have it for free. That used to belong to a kid who was about my age that didn't live here anymore. There was something weird about how the man phrased that, but I didn't really pay any attention to then. I was too caught up in in not only finding this game, but getting it for free. I reminded myself 
to be a bit skeptical since this looked like a pretty shady cartridge there and there's no guarantee it would work. But then the optimist inside me interjected that maybe it was some kind of beta version or a pirated version of the game. And that was all I needed to be back on cloud nine. I thanked the man and the man smiled at me and wished me well saying goodbye then. At least that's what it sounded like to me all the way in the car ride home. I had a nagging doubt that the man had something else. My fears were confirmed when I booted up the game. To my surprise, it worked just fine. And there was one save, save file named simply Ben. Goodbye, Ben, he was saying. Goodbye, Ben. I felt bad for the man. Obviously, a grandparent and obviously going senile. And I, for some reason or another, reminded, of his, reminded him of his grandson, Ben. Out of curiosity, I looked at the, at the save file eyeballing it i could tell that he was pretty far in the game he had almost uh he had almost all of the masks and three-fourths of the remaining uh remains of the bosses i noticed that he used an owl statue to save his game he was on day three and by the stone tower temple with hardly an hour left before the moon would crash i remember thinking that it was a shame that he had come so close to beating the game but he had never finished it i made a new file named link out of tradition and started the game ready to relive my childhood for such a shady looking cart game cartridge. I was impressed at how smoothly it ran literally just like a retail copy of the game, save for a few minor hiccups here and there like textures being where they shouldn't random flashes of cutscenes at odd intervals, but nothing too bad. However, the only thing that was a little unnerving was at the same at the times the NPCs would call me link. And at other times they would call me Ben. I figured it was just a bug a fluke in the programming causing our files to get mixed up or something. It did kind of creep me out though after a while. And it was around after I had beaten the Woodfall temp temple that I regret, I regrettably went into the save files and deleted Ben. I had intended to preserve the file just out of respect of the game's original owner. It's not like I needed two files anyways, hoping that that would solve the problem. It didn't. It did. And it didn't. Now NPCs would call me anything where my name should be in the dialogue. There was just a blank space. My save file uh, name was still called link though. Frustrated and with homework to do, I put the game down for a day. I started playing the game again last night, getting the lens of truth and working my way towards completing the snowhead temple. Now, some of you more hardcore Majora's mask players know about the fourth day glitch for those who don't, you can Google it, but the gist of it is, that right as the clock is about to hit 0000, 000, 000, 000, 000 on the final day, you talk to the astronomer and look through the telescope. If you time it right, the countdown disappears and you essentially have another day to finish whatever you were doing. Deciding to do the glitch to try and finish the Snowhead Temple, I happened to get it right on the first try and the time counter at the bottom disappeared. However, when I pressed B to exit this telescope, instead of being greeted by the astronomer, I found myself in the Majora's boss fight room at the end of the game, the trippy boxed in arena staring at school kid hovering above me. There was no sound, just him floating in the air above me and the background music, which was regular for the area, but still creepy. Immediately. My palms began to sweat. This was definitely not normal. School kid never appeared here. I tried moving around the area and no matter where I went, school kid would always be facing me looking at me not saying anything. 
Nothing would happen, though, and this kept up for about 60 seconds. I thought the game had bugged or something, but I was beginning to doubt that very much. I was about to reach for the reset button when text appeared on my screen. You're not sure why, but you apparently had a reservation. I instantly recognized that text. You get that message when you get the room key from Anju at the Stockpot Inn. But why was it playing here? I refused to entertain the notion that it was almost as if the game was trying to communicate with me. I started to navigate the room again, testing to see if there was some sort of trigger that enabled me to interact with something there, something here. Then I realized how stupid I was. To even think that someone could reprogram the game like this was absurd. Sure enough, 15 seconds later, another message appeared on the screen. And again, like the first one, it was already a pre-existing phrase. Go to the lair of the temple's boss? Yes or no? I paused for a second, contemplating that I should press uh, what I should press and how the game would react. When I realized that I couldn't select no, taking a deep breath, I pressed yes, and the screen faded to white with the words "Dawn of a New Day" with the text "Line, line, 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 line" beneath it. Where I was ported to filled me with the most intense sense of dread and impending fear I had ever experienced. The only way I can describe the uh, way I felt here is having this feeling of inexplicable depression on a profound scale. I am normally not a depressed person, but the way I felt here was a feeling that I didn't even knew existed. It was such a twisted, powerful presence that seemed to wash over me. I appeared in some kind of weird Twilight Zone version of Clocktown. I walked out of the clock tower as you normally do when you start from day one only to find out that all the inhabitants were gone. Usually with the fourth day glitch, you can still find the guards and the dogs that run around outside the tower. This time, they were all gone. What replaced them was an ominous feeling that there was something out there, in the same area as me, and that it was watching me. I had four hearts to my name and the hero's bow, but at this point, I wasn't even considered for my avatar. I felt... That, per that I personally was in some kind of danger. Perhaps the most chilling thing was the music. It was a song of healing, ripped straight from the game itself, but played in reverse. The music would get louder, building up so as if to uh, so as if you should expect something to pop out at you, but nothing ever did, and the constant loop began to wear on my mental state. Every now and then, I would hear the faint laugh of the happy mask salesman in the background just quiet enough so that, so that I wasn't sure if I was just hearing things, but just loud enough to keep me de determined to find him. I looked in all four zones of Clocktown, only to find nothing, no one. Textures were missing. West Clocktown had me walking on air. The entire area felt broken, hopelessly broken. As the reverse song of healing repeated for what must have been the 50th time, I just remember standing in the middle of South Clocktown, re realizing that I had never felt so alone in a video game before. As I walked through the ghost town, I don't know whether it was the combination of the out-of-place textures and the atmosphere and the haunting melody of the once peaceful and soothing song being butchered and distorted, but I was literally on the verge of tears as I had no idea why. I hardly ever cry. Something had gripped me here and this powerful sense of depression that was both foreign and crippling. I tried leaving Clocktown, but every time I attempted to zone out, the screen would fade to black, and I would just zone in to the other part of Clocktown. I tried playing my ocarina. 
I wanted to escape and I did not want to be here. But every time I played the song of time or the song of soaring, it would only say your notes echo far, but nothing happens. By this point, it was obvious the game didn't want me to, be, to didn't want me to leave, but I had no idea why it was keeping me here. I didn't want to go inside the buildings. I felt that I would be too vulnerable to uh, there to whatever I was terrified of. I don't know why, but I came up with the idea that maybe if I drowned myself at the laundry pool, I could spawn somewhere else and leave this place. As I zoned in and ran towards the pool, that's when it happened. Link grabbed his head, and the screen flashed for a brief moment of the, ha of the happy mask salesman smiling at me. Not Link. Me, with the school kid's scream playing in the background, and when the screen returned... I was, start, I was staring at the Link statue from playing the song Elegy of Emptiness. I screamed at the thing as, a, as the thing stared, just stared back at me with that haunting facial expression. I turned around and ran out uh, back to South Clocktown. And to my horror, the fucking statue followed me. And in the only way I can compare, this is like the weeping angels from Doctor Who. Every so often at, ran at random intervals, the animation would play of the statue appearing behind me. It was like the thing was chasing me, or I don't even know what to fucking say, haunting me. By this point, I was on the verge of hysterics, but not even once did the thought of turning off the console occur to me. I don't know why. I was so wrapped up in it, the terror felt all so real. I tried to shake the statue, but it would literally appear right behind me every single time. Link started to, uh, started to begin to make weird animations I had never even seen him do before. He would flail his arms around or spasm randomly, and the screen would cut to the happy mask salesman, smiling again for a brief moment before I was face-to-face -face with the fucking statue again. I ended up running to the Swordsmaster's dojo and ran to the back. I don't know why, but in my panic, I just wanted some kind of assurance that I'm not alone here. To my dismay, I found no one. But as I turned to leave, the statue cornered me in the cubby in the back. I tried attacking the statue with my sword, but to no avail. Confused and backed into the corner, I just stared at the statue, waiting for it to kill me. Suddenly, the screen flashed again to the happy mask salesman, and Link turned to face my screen. Standing upright, mirroring the statue, looking at me along with his copy, literally staring at me. Whatever was left of the fourth wall was completely shattered while I ran out of the dojo, terrified. Suddenly, the game warped me to an, un to an underground tunnel and the reverse Song of Healing queued up again as I was given a brief moment of rest before the statue started appearing behind me again, this time aggressively. I could only take a few steps before it was summoned behind me again. I hurriedly made my way out of the tunnel and appeared in South Clocktown. As I ran aimlessly in, she in a sheer panic, suddenly a re-dead screamed and the screen faded to black as dawn of a new day and line, 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 line appeared again. The screen faded in, and I was standing on top of the clock, ta of the clock tower with Skull Kid hovering over me again, silent. I looked up, and the moon was back, looming just meters above my head. But the Skull Kid just, sta but the Skull Kid just stared at me hauntingly with that fucking mask. A new song was playing. The Stone Tower Temple theme played in reverse. In some sort of desperate attempt, I equipped my bow and fired a shot at the Skull Kid, and it actually hit him, and he played an animation of him reeling back. I fired again on the third arrow. A text appeared saying, that won't do you any good. <laughs> and I was picking 
I was picked up off the ground, levitated upwards on my back, and then Link screamed as he burst into flames, instantly killing him. I jumped when this happened. I had never seen this move used by anyone in the game, and Skull Kid himself didn't have any moves. As the death screen played, my lifeless body still burning, the Skull Kid laughed and the screen faded to black, only to have me reappear in the same place. I decided to charge him, but the same thing happened. Link's body was lifted off the ground by some unknown force, and he immediately burst into flames again, killing him. This time, during the death screen, the faint sounds of the reverse song of healing could be heard. On my third day and final try, I noticed that there was no music playing this time, that all there was was eerie silence. I remembered that in the original encounter with Skull Kid, you were supposed to use the ocarina to either travel back in time or summon the giants. I attempted to play the Song of Time, but before I could hit the last note, Link's body once again horrifically exploded into flames, and he died. As the death screen neared its end, it began to chug, as if the cartridge was trying to process a lot of something. When the screen came to, it was the same scene as the first three times. Except this time, Link was lying on the ground dead, in a position I had never seen in the game before his head tilted towards the camera with the skull kid floating above him. I couldn't move. I couldn't press any buttons. All I could do is just stare at Link's dead body. After around 30 seconds of this, the game simply fades out with the message. You've met with a terrible fate, haven't you? Before kicking you out of the title screen. Upon getting back to the title screen and starting again, I noticed my save file was no longer there. Instead of Link, it was replaced with your turn, your turn. Had three hearts, zero masks, and no items. I selected your turn, and immediately when I did, I was returned to the clock tower rooftop, seen of my Link dead, and the Skull Kid hovering over. With the Skull Kids laughing looping again and again, I quickly hit the reset button, and when the game booted up again, there was one more save file added. Below your turn, entitled Ben... Ben's save file is right back where it was before I deleted it, at the Stone Tower Temple with the moon almost crashing. I turned the game off at that point. I'm not superstitious, but this is way too fucked up even for me. I haven't played it at all today. Hell, I didn't even get any sleep last night. I kept hearing the reverse song of healing music in my head, and just remembering the sense of dread, I felt exploring Clock Town. I drove back to the old man's house today to ask him some questions with a buddy of mine. No way I was going there alone. Only to find out, find that there's a for sale sign in front of the yard. And when I rang the door, no one was home. So now I'm back here writing down the rest of my thoughts and recording what happened. Sorry if some of this has grammatical errors and whatnot. I'm running on no sleep here. I'm terrified of this game, even more so now that I relived it a second time writing this all down. But I feel that there's still more to it than meets the eye and that there's something calling me to investigate this further. I think Ben is something in this equation, but I don't know what. And if I could get a hold of the old man, that I would be able to find some answers. I need another day or two, a day or so to recuperate before lack tackling the game again. It's already taken a toll on my sanity, and I feel like, but next time I do this, I'm going to be recording my footage all the way through. The idea to record only came to me towards the end, so you see the last few minutes of what I saw including Skull Kid and the Elegy statue, but it's on YouTube here. I'm going to stay in this thread for a little while longer before I, before I sleep to answer any questions you guys might have or hopefully listen to your ideas or theories. 
to help me shed some light into this or maybe, or maybe things I should try to do. I think I'm going to play Ben's file tomorrow to see what happens. Maybe I was supposed to do that all along. I don't believe in paranormal shit, but this is a little fucked up. But maybe this Ben guy is just a really good hacker slash programmer. I don't want to think about the alternatives if, alternatives if, it, if he isn't. That's the end of this copy paste. I'm hoping that maybe this is some kind of running gag that developers had and that other people have gotten gag or hacked copies of the game like this. This just really scares me. Hello guys and gals and all my pals. This is your guy, Mr. Slaphands, bringing you some creepypasta content tonight. This is the first episode in my new podcast, uh, Creepypasta Storytimes with Mr. Slaphands. And I just wanted to let you know that I appreciate everybody that stopped by. This is uh, Ben Drown post number one. This was originally posted to 4chan by the user Jad Usable. And I got this from the Creepypasta Wiki. Uh, if you want to go check that out, the link will be in the description of the uh, podcast. And um, if you're watching this on YouTube or anything like that, it will be in the uh, the link will be in the description below. Thank y'all so much for listening or watching, and I appreciate y'all. Uh, go if you want to donate to my coffee, uh, and that will be in that will be linked in the podcast. Um, Y'all have a great night, and just remember, stay spooky, friends.